Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com Hello and welcome back here to another episode on Inside the Vault. My name is Ryan Smith, your host, episode number five. This podcast brought to you by the Keep Pounding Podcast Network. Follow them on Twitter at kppounding underscore fssn. And this podcast also powered by the Fans First Sports Network. Follow them on Twitter at fansfirstsn. In you can rate and subscribe to the Tobacco Road Sports Radio YouTube channel. You can do that at youtube.com forward slash tobacco radio. Well, my latest guest here on Inside the Vault, uh, episode five, as I said, such a pleasure uh, to have him. He is the Panther beat writer for ESPN, the worldwide leader. He has been in Spartanburg and has attended Fan Fest. He is Mr. David Newton. David, welcome to the show. Good to be here. Hope I can uh, give you some insight. <laughs> uh, we'll definitely uh, do our best. Let's get right into it. So you've been to training camp, you've been to fan fest, you've been back to training camp. Um, give us kind of a, a 900,000 feet view of your observations of training camp fan fest and just kind of the whole gist of the 2023 edition of the Panthers. I mean, there's a, a lot of optimism here, probably the most optimism I've seen around here since uh, the season after the 2015 you know, season when they went to the Super Bowl. And as much optimism I've seen around a rookie quarterback since uh, Cam Newton was here uh, back in 2011. But uh, they really, Frank Reich and, and his staff, a very veteran staff, has done a great job of putting together uh, a pretty complete roster and adding uh, Justin Houston, uh, I think was not maybe not the final piece, but the final big piece in the puzzle. Um, interesting thing about that is they pretty much knew they had him locked up for like several months because Justin said that Frank called him a few months ago and somebody else from uh, told me the same things that he called him a few months ago. They agreed, you know, that's where he's going to play. So they knew it and they just didn't want to wear him out in training camp. Didn't want to put that pressure on him to be here. So they kind of, put that on the down low for a while and, and been negotiating this deal. But I really think he's going to add a lot to this group. you got to have that guy opposite Brian Burns to make this defense really work because, as Houston admitted, when you slide the protection to one side, that's going to free up the other. And I've watched Dom – I know this isn't Dom Capers' defense, uh, but I've watched the 3-4 defense that Dom has been kind of a guru on for – a long time now, and, and there's always one of those two linebackers, sometimes both, are near the league, league in sacks. And if they need to they need to have a defense that puts a lot of pressure on the other team's quarterback and, and, and plays well to take some of the pressure off Bryce Young to feel like he has to carry the day over on the offensive side. Although I, I think Bryce is capable of doing that right now. Yeah, it's like you're reading my questions here. Uh, my uh, next question was exactly about Justin Houston and feeling that veteran 
presence opposite Brian Bird's at defensive end that we all thought was going to happen. So um, that is the inside the vault knowledge that we try to get here. Uh, did not know that it was in the workings for a, a month's time. So um, our listeners would love to have that perspective there. Um, so going into the training camp battles, we already mentioned defensive end number two um, having been filled out there. Um, talk to me some about some of the other battles that you've seen throughout training camp. Um, we, we've seen about right guard with Cade Mays, potentially wide receiver, uh, number three, uh, with maybe, uh, Terrence Marshall Jr. Had a really good day at practice. We'll get into that, uh, corner number three, CJ Henderson, and maybe Tommy Trimble, uh, at tight end number two. So talk to me about some of those. Uh, well, they had they their first unofficial depth chart come out today. And uh, the thing that kind of intrigued me with was Jonathan Mingo, the r- rookie, was listed as one of the three starters at wide receiver with uh, Adam Thielen and um, DJ Chark. Well, I found that interesting because it seemed like Mingo has at least a drop a day. And today he had one in the end zone. I think I, he had one in the end zone either the last practice before that or the one before that. So um, I, I feel like he he's a guy that can get open and make plays, but he's got to learn to catch the ball in critical situations. So that was intriguing to me that he's already ahead of Terrace Marshall Jr. because I really thought this might be the year that Terrace would step up, and it may still be, but it's still early. So uh, that's been an interesting battle. Uh, the tight end, I mean, I think it's you know Hayden Hurst is the guy. He can do it all. But I think Tommy Trimble has stepped up. He had a really nice pass uh, catch today uh, where he just went up in the air for a Bryce Young pass. It was a little high. So I, I really look for him to step it up, and they really like that tight end group too. So – uh, I think it's going to play a big role. I think you're going to see tight ends catch the ball a lot, kind of like going back to the Cam's rookie year where they had Shockey and, and Greg Olson, and that really enabled Cam to 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 perform and and gave him kind of a security blanket, having those two big guys in there, big targets, and that's kind of the goal here in this offense. Plus, this offense is kind of designed to be friendly towards the tight end a little bit. So, yeah, as far as the, the you know, you mentioned C.J. Henderson corner. I mean, the, the two starting corners are set. I mean, the really the the big thing is to me is is how they're going to be using Jeremy Chen. I think you're going to see him all over the field. I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be really key to this defense and the way they use him is the is the big nickel um and you know, they'll play him at safety they're gonna play him at linebacker there's gonna be a lot of places they're gonna move that guy around and i think he's got the talent to really step it up and have an impact on this team so um yeah they're really the other and then you mentioned you know the the right guard i mean Cade mays kind of has it by default right now um i, I really think for this offensive line to gel you know they, they've really you know got to get last year's starter you know healthy and ready to go and that's going to be at least uh several games into the regular season but um the one the concern i have on the offensive line and if you go back and look at last year they tried to spread things out um early in the season when when they were had you know mayfield back there and and things didn't really work out very well for them because that group just did not adjust the pass protection with things spread out. When when they tightened things up and ran you know, a lot of jumbo packages, two tight ends, and and really uh, went committed to the running game, that's when this group really took over. And especially when you think of somebody like you know Iki Aquano, I mean. He, they never was concerned about his run blocking in college. The big concern was his pass protection. So I think that group still has something to prove. And there are a lot of guys back. I mean, everybody's back um, except for one. And I think they've still got things to prove because this is going to be a different situation when they're spreading things back out in this offense. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Terrence Marshall Jr. Let's dive into him just a little bit because uh, you, you just mentioned it. Tenth practice overall today. Uh, he had an outstanding day. 
Um, talk about his potential on this team. You mentioned uh, the the depth chart, which you know some people don't really take a lot of stock into the first depth chart of the preseason. But um, can he be that wide receiver number three on this team? And what is his potential like if we can really kind of squeeze all that um, juice out of him that we tr- we saw glimpses of last year? You may not take it seriously on the depth chart yet, or some people may not, but uh, they already had Justin Houston in there as a starter, and he just arrived today. So (laughs) I I would take it fairly seriously. These are the guys they feel most comfortable with right now. Um, But I do think Terrace is a guy, because they're going to run through five receivers uh, in a game. So uh, I think Terrace still is trying to find himself, and I I think his experience should give him a little bit of an edge over Mingo, but apparently the coaches have already seen enough in Mingo that they – they gave him the edges, the you know the third receiver right now. So um, I, I think there's a lot to be learned here in the, the next few weeks in these preseason games on who steps up there and makes the plays because um, I think Mingo has all the talent in the world to be a great receiver, but again, the drops do concern me. Yep. Uh, Frank Reich did say today that Demir Bird has a uh, hamstring injury, uh, might need surgery potentially down the line. Um, do you see that impacting him making this roster or do you think uh, Demir might be on maybe an IR candidate to come back you know, a bit later in the season? IR candidate early. It doesn't sound like – he mentioned like up to eight weeks, so I don't think they plan on him being around anytime soon. And I don't know how he really was going to figure into the starting five receivers right now. So um, probably more as a, a return specialist. So um, it just seems that it would make a lot of sense if they went IR. Um, the other transaction today, which was kind of surprising, is um, Eddie Pinheiro has been dealing with a groin injury. So they signed Matthew Wright, uh, a kicker who has been around the league, his fourth team, Kansas City, Jacksonville. and uh, I think it's Detroit, I want to say. Um, might be wrong on that. But uh, his fourth team overall in the, in the NFL. So uh, talk to that signing. Should we be concerned with Eddie or is this just a minor uh, bump in the road as training camp is uh, getting I think anytime they have to bring in another player because there's concern about an injury, you, you got to worry about it. I mean, a groin injury as, as Pinero has, I think that's something that can linger for a while. They they said he's probably doubtful or questionable for this preseason game coming up on Saturday. But um, those things, it doesn't take much to re-aggravate over and over again if you don't give it rest. So I think that's something you got to keep a close eye on. Yeah. Well, certainly time is on their side as they still have about a month to go before the actual regular game. So hopefully we can get him uh, healed up. Um, Can you give us uh, in your mind three winners uh, and three, we won't say losers. We'll say guys who need to have a good preseason. Uh, Well, let's say uh, on the Panthers, you can give me two, give me three. Uh, I just put three in there, but uh, give me a few guys on each side of the ball that you feel like uh, you feel good about. And then guys that, need to have a strong preseason, uh, I think, to make this roster. I mean, I feel feel good. I mean, the secondary in general, I just feel good about it. I think it's going to be a strength of this team. So yeah. um, I already talked about Jeremy Chin there, having JC back and Dante healthy. I feel good about that group as, as a whole. So I think that's a, a strength. I feel uh, – Pretty good. I mean, the running back position, I mean, I, I really think Miles Sanders is going to be a force this year. So uh, Chuba with, you know, some experience behind him. And you also got LaVisca that can play there. And I really feel good about that group. Um, I mean, there's nobody I feel better about, about people that were the biggest topic coming into camp than Bryce Young, because he's gone out and shown me that he can be the leader of this team. He can be a starting quarterback in week one, that there's really no doubt that he's that guy. He's better um, 
than Andy Dalton. So that that's a good thing. As far as questions, I mean, you mentioned Terrace Marshall. I think he's a guy. He's still got to prove himself. C.J. Henderson's a guy. He's still got to prove himself. Um, I'm looking for a third. I mean, the right guard position still is concerned because that's, you know, I, Cade Mays hasn't really had to play a lot in, in live games. And so they've got to probably shore up that position a little bit too. So uh, those will be my probably my three on each side right now. I mean, I, I hate to narrow it down and give them, you know, a verdict at this early in camp. Yeah, sure. Because yeah. uh, I, sound like, I sound like Frank Reich right now. I don't want to talk too much up about one player, but yeah, I mean it's it's true. It's that that's kind of the way things are right now. Because I mean they've got a lot of veteran guys in there, um, not only on the staff but on this team and this roster. They 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 feel real young, but they you know they added a lot of a lot of experience in the key guys. I mean Hayden Hurst is another one. They they brought guys in that can help this team win right away because they believe this team can win right away. A couple guys that I, I've seen uh, out there as far as needing strong preseasons as well. Um, Brandon Smith, second-year linebacker from Penn State. Amari Barno, uh, Virginia Tech, six-round pick last year. So a couple other names that, you know, with Deion Jones coming in uh, in the linebacker core and then obviously Justin Houston coming in um, as well. Uh, so those are two guys I think that might need a strong uh, season. Might, um, numbers might squeeze them out, but we'll see how um, guys perform in the preseason. So – Let's talk about the Jets. <laughs> They're coming in. Uh, joint practices, Aaron Rodgers, Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson. Um, they've got some star power. They're obviously from New York. So what are you looking for first with the joint practices? Uh, what are you looking for in um, position battles? Uh, let's preview it a little bit. I mean, you got to start with Bryce just because this is this is a big moment for him. This is the first time he's faced another NFL team. This is the first time he's faced another defense that's not his own. He knows what they're going to do. So this these next couple of days, but actually tomorrow, Wednesday, is going to be the big day because Thursday is going to be a pretty light practice. So that's that's going to be a big moment for him, how he handles that, how he handles the pressure. Um how he maneuvers the pocket and just every every little thing about him. And I, I think he'll do well, but, uh, you know, he already I asked a question today in a press conference about how his arm angles compare to Aaron Rodgers because and he told me he kind of grew up emulating Aaron Rodgers' game from that standpoint. And I think that he saw that on one pass to Chark today. It was amazing. So, uh, first of all, all eyes are going to be on – on Bryce Young. Um, after that, I, I you know I think the defense and how they kind of hold up to to what Rodgers and, and that offense is doing. I mean they've got um, you know Rodgers still has a lot to prove. I think he had a couple interceptions today in practice, so uh, he's going to be looking to come back strong and, and to show what he can do out there. And I mean it's not really I hate to say it's a prove it year for Aaron Rodgers. It's not, it's, he's done about everything you can do, but. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's no longer with the team he's been with for forever, and the same offense he's been with forever. So this this is a chance to prove that he can do what maybe Tom Brady did with Tampa Bay, go to another team and show he's the guy. So um, it'll be interesting to watch how the, the Panther defense handles him and some of the things they uh, he throws at them, and because he'll he'll be doing a lot of the same things that Bryce does as far as moving the pocket around and and um, finding finding guys that way. So I, I think that'll be key, and I'll be looking to. Why you won't get to see, you know, the full pass rush in there because they're not going to throw in a new guy right away. But um, just how much pressure they can get with the players they have. Um, 
the secondary, I mean, I've already talked about them. I think they've been really good. Can they hold how they shape up to a really, really good quarterback? Because they've just been facing a rookie quarterback and Andy Dalton, which is not a rookie, but that's been kind of their chore so far. So I'm looking at that. And again, the offensive line, the Jets, Jets have a lot of weapons out there uh, on defense. This is, this defense could is a definitely a top 10 defense. And just how how this offensive line can protect Bryce Young and give him a feel for what he's going to be facing in week one and week two and week three yeah uh let's shift gears now from the joint practices then to saturday um let's preview the game uh, just a, a for a second we obviously know aaron Rodgers is not going to play i'd imagine a lot of first stringers on both sides are not going to play we know bryce is going to play we don't know how long so uh what are you looking for from the actual game on saturday yeah i think bryce will probably play a couple of series unless if, unless he just leads them like on a 10 play, you know, 90 yards or 80 yard touchdown drive on the first. Uh, I, I think you'll see him get in a couple of series just to get a feel for what he can do. Um, I, I know they want to know, they, they, I doubt they'll give much time to Andy Dalton, if any, probably no time to Andy Dalton. I think you see a lot of Matt Corral. He's a guy I'm really curious to see and how Matt shapes up because I really think, um, you know, in another day and time, if, if they didn't want to put pressure on young they they'd make matt corral the, the second string guy and develop him behind there but they've got to have a veteran like andy right now because they just can't put everything into to bryce young basket right now so i'm curious to see how matt corral plays i think he's going to get a lot of playing time and again some of these young receivers because you you're gonna they're gonna run i mean throw the ball all over the place and you're gonna have to have five guys uh that can catch it so i i don't think you're gonna see Thielen a lot maybe none uh, i don't think you're going to see a bunch of shark. So some of these younger guys, like you mentioned, Marshall and Mingo, how do they step it up when they're the guy out there? So I think that'll be key. But um, again, it's, it's going to be interesting because they're not going to be playing Rodgers at first team offense, probably won't be doing a lot, but they do have, you know, Wilson, they're, they're the guy they were going to build around that came in a couple years. Yes. So you got to, you got to see how they shape up against him. Cause he's, you know, he'll be trying to prove himself out there as well. So um you know, preseason games, I kind of, again, I think I think Wednesday's bigger than the preseason games because that's when they're actually going to go out there and show a lot more what they have in store for the season versus what they – because they're going to be so vanilla in the preseason games. You're, you're just not going to see that much. Yeah. Uh, guys like uh, on the receiver room is deep. C.J. Saunders, Derek Wright, a couple more names who have been – and Shai Smith who have had a good preseason in the past but then uh, either don't make the roster or, or hasn't translated to the regular season. Um, I, I can speak. I'll, I'll go on um, to my next um, question, but I will say I think a lot of fans are looking forward to J.C. Horn versus Garrett Wilson in that joint practice tomorrow uh, and how, how they shape up for sure. Um, free agency, real quick. Uh, I know I'm going back in time. Uh, we had a lot of new names, a lot of new faces on both sides of the ball. Um, fast forward to the end of the season, what free agent signing is going to be the one that just – is the most impactful for this team when it's all said and done for this season? Yeah. How do you mean the ones they've already signed? Yeah. Correct. Oh, okay. You know, I, it's I, to me, it's between Miles Sanders and, and Hayden Hurst. I mean, it might be a one A and one B. And I, I really think you're going to see Hayden have a big year. 
um, out there as a receiver. And I think Bryce is going to go to him early and often. But I, I also think Miles is kind of an approved time as well. So I think um, the way they use him, he, he wants to get back to where he was, I think, his rookie year when he had 50 catches and show that he can be a receiver again because he really didn't use him the last few years as a receiver out of the backfield. So um, I think those two are the ones I'll keep an eye on the most. Um, there's some other guys that have to prove themselves um, this season because they're going to be up to contract years. I mean, C.J. Henderson's one of the guys we've talked about. But um, you know, the guys they brought in and signed as free agents, I do think that Hayden and, and Miles could have the biggest impact. Yep. Um, going to the coaching staff now, uh, we're out of the Matt Rule era. The Frank Reich era is in. Um, talk about the atmosphere and uh, the culture, the change of scenery. What's that been like uh, under this new coaching staff? I laugh when people talk about the culture because, I mean, the culture kind of is what it is. I mean, Ron Rivera, even when they were going through the stuff with Jerry Richardson, the culture that Ron Rivera and his staff had, I thought was pretty good. And, you know, they got to a Super Bowl with that culture. And and what Matt Rule was trying to establish, it, it, I don't think it had as much to do with culture as it did just the inexperience of a young staff there and not be able to put a team out there that could win right away. When you put it, when you put a team out there that's winning, everybody says the culture is great regardless. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, I, 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 but I do think this staff, uh, I mean, I mean, I like what they're doing. I like the, the way they brought in a lot of veteran guys, but a lot of young guys. I mean, you look at Thomas Brown, the offensive coordinator, yeah, he's offensive coordinator. He's not going to call the plays, but he did a lot towards building the playbook. Um, again, though, Frank Wright's going to be the guy that calls the plays. So he's got a lot of input there, but it's a chance for Thomas Brown to really, a guy that's had some interviews as a, for a head coach position, a guy to really grow into that role. So I like that. And that same on the defensive side with uh, Ezra as the defensive coordinator. I mean, he's a young coordinator. He's he can He's shown he can do it, but he's also got Dom Capers there, who we know can do it. And I, I think he's going to have a heavy influence on this defense. And I think he's probably another reason they like Justin Houston because he fits that mold of the guy that, that Capers likes to have um, in there opposite, you know, the guy edge rusher like Brian Burns. So I, I really love the mix and the, uh, the energy they bring in, the, the pace they are in, in training camp, um, the way – Frank and the staff seem to be taking care of the players, not overworking them. There were times last year I felt that, you know, Matt Rule trying to get the most of them was almost that college. We're going to work them to death and, you know, try to, to get the best out of them. And sometimes that just wears you down, especially when you got a 17 game season. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's, I actually think it's a really, really, I almost call it a great staff, but um, they, they're in a prove it time too. I mean, Frank was fired from his last job, so he's he's out to prove that, that he's better than he was at Indianapolis. Yep. Um, few more defensive questions, and we'll get your predictions and uh, and get you out of here. Um, defense switching from the four three to the three four. Uh, we mentioned Deion Jones earlier. Uh, he had a really good practice today. He's he's looking pretty good. Um, how's the defense been adjusting to the three four scheme? And then part two of the question which I know you've been asked by a lot of people, and I'm going to be the number 1,000. Uh, when is Brian Burns signing his new contract? What was the last part of that? I'm sorry. Uh, it's It's been reported that Brian Burns is not oh. close to a new deal. Oh, uh, yeah. Any uh, thing you can tell us on that front? Yeah, I mean, um, first of all, I love the defense. I mean, I – 
I watched it for a lot of years um, in the early Panther years. Um, it's fun to watch. You're going to see a lot of sacks, a lot of pressure of the quarterback. Just um, You should see a lot of forced turnovers. So I, I think it'll be a fun defense to watch. I think they've got the right pieces in there to make it really work. And again, um, getting Justin Houston in there, I think was a really big piece to add, even though he's 34 years old. Yep. So I really like that. Um, Brian Burns, I, I don't get a deal. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we got it before the season. I know it's been reported it's not close right now, but a lot of those deals go from not close to done and uh, you know matter of hours. So yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't really worry about that one too much. If if Brian was out here going fifty percent, and I asked Frank Reich about that, and he said Brian doesn't have fifty percent in him. He, he's always going all out. So um, if Brian was going out there and, and doing that, maybe he'd be some concern if he was upset. But Brian. Brian's really committed. I mean, he's he's one of the leaders of this team, and he's he's not a guy that's going to let up just and let this contract issue become an issue. Um, so I it, I think it'll get done before the season starts. Because if it doesn't, I don't think it's a big deal. They they've still got options after the season, new deal franchise. So, um, but from a long term role, I think I mean long term this whole team. I think Brian needs to be signed, you know, to a new deal before the season starts. Yeah. Um, a Panthers defensive uh, tackle room, I think, is going to be a really uh, key cog on this defense. Derek Brown going to take a big step. We signed Shy Tuttle. Um, but the guy that I'm going to ask about is Deshaun Williams. There was a nice article on Panthers.com today. Um, he's from South Carolina. His high school actually participated in a unified practice with the Panthers. You know, a former Princeton Clemson Tiger um, has a pass with Frank Reich um, from the Colts back in 2019. Talk about uh, his addition to the team and how he fits in that defensive line rotation. Yeah, he's been he's really been performing well and he seems to this this group and this uh scheme is a really good fit for him. So um you know I again I think I think Derek Brown as you mentioned is I think he's gonna have a really big year to be honest. I uh I like what they're doing with him um at tackle and how he fits in that three, four scheme, given that big body that can press the edge. And um, I think he's a perfect fit from what I've seen in of other three, four defenses. I think he's just the other day and um, in a goal line situation, he made two really big plays that impressed me. One a pressure, one a, a tackle. So um, there in the mission total. Yeah. I think they, they filled in the right pieces and, and uh, Deshaun's another one of those guys. They, they, and that was the one thing I going, I know I'm aging myself and I go back to 95 when I built <laughs> the team initially, but yes, I was here. I was the original Panther, I guess. Um, but yeah, it, it, Dom and he's not, I'm not giving him the credit for this one, but they were so deliberate in, in bringing in pieces that, that fit that three, four, and they didn't all have to be like superstars. They were all guys that fit a role. And I've been impressed with the guys they brought in to fit those roles. It reminded me of what I saw in 95 and 96. I mean, that, that 96 defense was phenomenal. I mean, they, you know, helped the team get to the NFC Championship in that second season. Uh, so I, I think with what they've got, and again, Deshaun's a piece of that, how big of a piece, we don't, I don't know yet. I, I still want to see him some games and see how he performs there. But I think they've got the right pieces that, 
in the interior line to be effective. And, and again, that's the goal of this 3-4. You want those inside the end or tackles to, or I guess their ground's now an end and not a tackle. So right, we're, right. we're misidentifying there because he's now an end because in the 3-4 you got that nose tackle and two ends. So I think their ground there with Big Body and, and, and Tuttle and those guys, they need to get that push there, which, which that was what was – Derek's forte um, was getting that push, not necessarily getting sacks, but getting a push. And that's just going to free up Brian Kearns and, and and now Houston to really make plays. That's what the, the key is. They get that push from the middle, and they got those guys on the edge coming in and bringing pressure and collapsing the pocket. That's that's what it's all about. So um, I, I just I really like the pieces, and I got to get in the habit of calling uh, Derek a, a, an end again because that's really what he is. Yeah. Um... Bryce Young has looked so good. Uh, it's kind of hard to describe it. You, we kind of run out of words to say. Um, you've already mentioned how good he's looked so far and the proof he can lead this team. Um, just uh, before we get into predictions, talk about just overall what you've seen from Bryce Young, not just from his intelligence, um, but also the arm angles that you talked about with Frank Reich and uh, some of the things that you maybe have seen at practice or at FanFest or places that other uh, people may not have seen uh, on the ground. Yeah, it's just his poise. I mean, I, I went – I went to Alabama's pro day and I stood there and watched him and um, he just looks everything, everything just happened so easily for him. Um, and he made it look easy. And it took me back to one of Scott Fitter's initial quotes when I first asked him about Bryce Young. And um, it's kind of what convinced me that that was the guy was he said, he's just chill. And he said, nothing phases him. And the way he said it, and that is, it was a perfect description of him. So that's the way he is about everything. I mean, he had a day last week in practice where he got a little frustrated, but nothing really frustrates the guy. I mean, he's able to move on to the next play and, and not let the last one bother him. I don't, I don't think they've had that with the last two or three quarterbacks they've had in there. So that's that's probably impressed me more than anything. Just how mature he is and how he handles uh, he handles the the spotlight because it's like he, he doesn't really care about the spotlight, but he you know he, he takes it and, and embraces it and and moves on and plays you know as well as any any guy I've seen just coming straight into the to the NFL. I mean it's been a it's been a nice transition to watch him step in there and do what he's done. So um, yeah, everything. I guess he's a good singer too. Apparently he was really good. Blew him away on talent night. Um, but everything about him, I mean, the, the, just the way he's just taken over the leadership. I didn't think it would happen that quick. I thought it would probably be first or second preseason game before they were ready to say he's QB one. And they've done this a whole, you know, back in the offseason workouts. He went ahead and named him the starter, at least moved up the first team and then right in the starter training camp, named him the starter. Yeah, it's a good thing they're not messing around with that. I, I like how they just came out and said, yep, he's the starter. No if ands, or buts are wondering uh, kind of how we're going to get in the preseason. So that was good to see. All right, David, we'll whack and fire prediction time, and we'll get you out of here. So um, you don't have to give me a one-word one, a one word answer, but um, basically first one that comes onto your head, just uh, prediction, fire away. Who leads the team this year uh, in touchdowns? Miles Sanders. Who leads the team in interceptions? J.C. Horn. Who leads the team in sacks? Brian Burns. And, and uh, he's going to have more than 15. 
Oh, okay. I, I was going to say one uh, B on that one. Um, biggest surprise player this season doesn't necessarily mean they're going to take a leap or anything, but just, I, I guess a surprise, someone you, we weren't looking out for originally. Trimble. Ty Trimble. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, now I'll ask this question player who will takes the biggest leap from last season can be a second year player as a rookie or just an, a, a veteran uh, who might be new to the team. I'm going to go with Terrace Marshall. I still think he's got the, the talent to do it. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, and then finally, um, if there is anyone that you feel strongly about, which, uh, undrafted free agent makes the team. Oh, wow. I have to go back and look at the list of all the undrafted free agents. Um, We've got Rajon Wright at corner. We've got uh, Kobe Jones. We've got F, um, Ifu, the um, Kepi. Uh, I'm butchering his name at the moment uh, on defensive end, who's looked pretty good. Um, Jalen Redmond just got cut today, unfortunately, but yeah. he was another one. Um, so Rajon Wright's my pick, but I don't know uh, if you have anyone else that you so, might I, I, I think it's going to be tough for any to make it right now. Um, I mean, there's some guys that have made it in the past that are – Still consider that, but this from this current crop, I might be surprised if any make. I know they've had they'll they'll probably give it to one, but I don't really have a strong feeling that one of them, just because of all the veterans they brought in. Got it. Okay. And then the last one, um, season prediction. Uh, when it's all said and done, what's your uh, record for this team? Uh, and do they get first place in the South or another place? I think they'll get first place. I, I I'm saying anywhere from eight to ten wins. Okay. Um, if I, if you want to pin me down, I'll say nine. How about that? Because, um, but but I really think if if Bryce plays well, this team could win ten. If he plays really well, they could win ten or eleven. But um, that's that's a lot to ask. I know he's been compared to to Joe Burrow, and I look back at Joe Burrow's uh, rookie year, and I think he was what two and seven as a starter, and um, then. Next year they made the Super Bowls. It's really tough for a rookie quarterback. They're gonna make he's gonna make mistakes and they're gonna have some growing pains. Cam Newton was an MVP in 15 his rookie year. They won six games. What seven games his second year? So it takes a while to get a rookie quarterback and everybody around him up to speed. But what I like is that this 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 team feels more like a complete team. Um, then what I know it's more complete than what Joe Burrow had his rookie year, and it's more complete than what uh Cam Newton had his rookie year. So, for that reason, I feel like it's not unreasonable, especially with this division down, to think that they could get to 10 wins. Well, uh, we will wrap it up there. That's a great place to stop. Uh, nine and eight, David Newton is his prediction has been locked in. So, uh, as I said at the top, my guest today has been David Newton from ESPN, the worldwide leader, the Panthers, uh, beat writer. You can follow him on Twitter or X at, uh, D Newton ESPN. Uh, David, thank you so much for your time today and coming on inside the vault. Uh, while I have you, is there anything else that you wanted to get out there for anyone to follow or anything to check out? Um, all good. I put a lot of concerts on my uh, Instagram. I put a lot of food on my Instagram. Not always football out there. So I do other things with football. But uh, um, no, just, you know, I I just feel like that this is a, a unique team that's really got a chance to, and a, a unique player in Bryce Young to be special. All right. Great. Well, David, as I said, so great to have you on the podcast. And uh, thank you for coming on. Thanks a lot. Yep. 
And that will wrap up this episode, episode number five of Inside the Vault, a Carolina Panthers podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan Smith. Uh, rate and subscribe. Uh, podcast brought to you by the Keep Pounding Podcast Network, powered by the Fans First Sports Network. We'll see you next time.